Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. Hello and welcome to Stay Sane with Jane. My name's Jane Scanlon from the Harmony Business Academy, helping female-led wellness businesses to connect, co-create and activate success into their businesses. And today I am joined with the wonderful Kelly Chester, who is a fellow single mum. She's an entrepreneur and best-selling author. She is full of tenacity and strong determination. And she's here today to speak up about neurodiversity um, and help us to listen and learn from others' perspectives perspectives um, and not just, um, you know, thinking inside the box. So this is unfiltered, all about not fitting into the box, in fact, breaking it. (laughs) Welcome, Kelly. Hello, everybody. Nice to be um, invited to this. Very excited. Yes. Um, so Kelly and I have known each other for a long time now. So this is going to be an interesting interview where we're both very unfiltered. So Kelly, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Okay, my name's Kelly Chester. I'm a single mum to 11-year-old boy. He has neurodiversity, which I'm going to um, talk about in depth because a lot of people don't actually know what it is. I'm going to put it in simple terms. I am um, one of Jane's coaching clients and Jane has helped me set up the Stretch Zone Mind Gym, which is for people who can't get to ordinary gyms. They feel that they're not quite ready to do an ordinary Pilates or yoga class. So this is kind of a stepping stone to build up your confidence. And I also recently became a best-selling author in lockdown to a book called Unfiltered because that's what I am. (laughs) Yes. Fantastic. Thank you for giving us a little bit more uh, info about you. And as you know, I also have an 11-year-old daughter. So our kids are the same age. They're in the same years at school, different parts of the country, but they're both neurodiverse and both myself and Kelly are also neurodiverse. So, Before we get really deep into the subject, can you tell us how you started in your field? Like how, what was your journey like coming to this moment in time? Well, I started in the social care profession and I was in that for 20 years and it was really, really beautiful in the beginning. We had lots and lots of um, services. The money was going into the services. 
But over time, we got austerity. And during austerity, there was getting cuts and I was getting more and more burnt out. And because mm. I have the neurodiversity going on, I found it harder and harder to mask. So I started seeking other things. So I, I trained as a Reiki practitioner 20 years ago. And that is really how I got into the personal development and the holistic therapy world. I just was so hungry for knowledge. And I just was reading all the books, trying all different therapies, seeking out people who was going on a similar path to myself. So that's really how I got into the holistic well-being field before it was actually trendy, because back then it was a bit woo-woo. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and it's interesting. I, as you know, I also worked for the NHS for 11 years. And in fact, I find many of the people that I invite on the show to, to talk have had uh, we've got similar connections and similar backgrounds so there's a lot of people in the health and wellness field who have come from um, NHS backgrounds and as we'll talk about we all burnt out the stress the cuts what you're expected to do and what you're paid to do um, and the kind of the dwindling down of of the services it's just too much and I know <laughs> I know three four five of us that have been on the show all went off um sick with stress towards the very end of our careers and a lot of us didn't go back like no that's it no. we're done even though at the time many of us were absolutely broke the thought of going back to those jobs it wasn't enough we needed to help people in a very different way a way that worked for us and for our audiences right that's right I never went back either (laughs) (laughs) so tell us a little bit more about unfiltered and this book that you created within lockdown, the last year of lockdown, am I right? Yes, it was, but it was in the pipeline for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I got into Wild Women Rising as a co-author and people wanted to know more about my story. So that's when I started writing Unfiltered. I don't know whether it's the right way around. Yes, perfect. So those of you watching, um, Kelly was showing her her book, Unfiltered. To those of you who are listening, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Unfiltered is about coming back to myself. So having, I was diagnosed with dyslexia and dyspraxia later on in life. And because I had a late diagnosis, I it, I started to question my childhood. So I really looked back into my childhood to look where where I started to feel like there was something that wasn't quite right. And I felt like I was doing really well until I went to school. I was a really happy, healthy, vibrant child. 
But as I got to school and through the school system, I got told, you can't say this, you can't do that, you're not allowed to do it this way, you've got to follow the system. Yes. And I see it as if you're in a wheelchair, you wouldn't expect a person in a wheelchair to push themselves through sand. Yeah. So why are we expecting people who have differences within the brain to actually learn the way that they think that we need to learn? So I am so passionate about getting my story out there to prevent others who also got a late, late diagnosis for actually feeling that they, they was missing, something was missing, because nothing was missing at all. So I have had lots of extensive therapy to actually put me back to how I was before I went through the school system. So that's really what becoming unfiltered is, because we don't need to be fixed. We're perfectly imperfect as we are. So that, yeah. that is really what I talk a lot about, being perfectly imperfect and us all embracing each other's quirks and differences. And people can learn from our point of view as opposed to the so-called professionals saying, saying that, oh, this is how you got to learn. Can I give an example of what happened to me recently on a course? Yeah, please, please do. Yeah, um, I, I saw a free course come up. It was about learning about autism because there's a lot of umbrella. If you've got dyslexia, dyspraxia, there could be ADHD or autism connected. So I'm, yeah. wanting, I'm wanting to find out more about this. So I saw it was a free course through a college and I decided to apply. And this lady said, OK, I will give you a call. So she said, can you fill out the form now? Now, Jane will know emails and forms for me is, is not something that I can process very well. I said to the lady, um, I struggle with form filling. Ah, oh, it's okay. It'll take five, ten minutes. We got to the form and the obstacle started and it started getting more difficult. I started getting more and more stressed. And she started saying, do you really want to do this course? And I said back, who is this course for? Is it for people with autism? Or is it for people who hasn't got autism or neurodiversity, who's learning something to how to look after people with autism? And she's oh, no, it's just mainly for the general public, etc. So this this made me quite upset, really, because it, it's a course that's been designed, and they haven't really asked us they said that asked people with neurodiversity what they wanted, but I felt that they hadn't. This is the stumbling block I've come come up against with a lot of courses. It hasn't yeah. been fit for purpose. It's not adapted to us. And it goes back, I was going to bring up school again. It goes right back yeah. to our school days which were 30 odd years ago now and what I have found helping my own beautiful child go through the schooling system is not much has changed which is shocking isn't it it is yes so we both went through uh, many many stumbling blocks within school um I was probably found uh, out that I was dyslexic, diagnosed with dyslexia quite early on in my school life. So 
maybe six, no, maybe seven years old, which back then was very early on, right? Um, The original school I was at were not helpful in the slightest. um, And my mum moved me to a different school. And then through them, that's where I got my diagnosis. And that's where I got a lot of my help. But then when you move from the um, much more caring setting of a good primary school, and you move into secondary school with all of the uh, cogs and wheels, the different classes, the different buildings, um, it sets in a whole a whole more barriers, doesn't it? Overwhelming. <laughs> For us as well, we've we've had overwhelm over that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I most certainly have. The last term of year six for my daughter, I found incredibly stressful because I was trying to tie everything up with the primary school. I was trying to connect with the secondary school to yeah. make sure everything was in place for her in September um and then make you know get all the referrals the this the that done and then here I am in October we've started the first term of secondary school and I felt like all of those meetings that I had in July were worthless (laughs) yeah because all the things that they said would put in place weren't put in place immediately It took weeks, it took meltdowns, it took more meetings. Um, But thankfully, so far, touch wood, this week we have had no meltdowns in my house regarding school. Um, But it is, it's just, it's a struggle. It's another job. And for you and I being neurodiverse too, it's even more stressful. Yeah, I had that stress this week send an email, write it all down. And I went in and I said, do you know how difficult it is for me to put an email together? It's easy for me to pick up the phone or come in. It's it's these little things that people, it's the reasonable adjustments that are easy to do. But if you haven't got that going on, they don't see that. They, they, because they're finding that easy to get on with their day. Oh yeah, just set your send your emails. But if you, I think I've got the ADHD side. So for me to sit still is a real challenge. I I run my business walking around the kitchen. I've got music going on, and I blast out jungle music sometimes to get me calm. Yeah, I'm a yoga teacher, but I need to blast out some really high stimulating music to bring me to that calm level. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it is a, an intense and wonderful journey that we're we're going on, um, and I feel as entrepreneurs, we are really shining a light on neurodiversity. Um, we are bringing up stuff to the schools to college courses, like you said, uh, everywhere to to kind of shine a light and say, look. There's, there's got to be a better way. There is always more yeah. than one way, 
but yet we're still trying to shove people in a box of doing it just one way normally through writing which is hard for many of us <laughs> writing the book that that was a challenge but i was determined to write a book just to show that when we're given the right right platform the right circumstances we can actually still write and read because i love writing and reading but i just find it difficult to structure it in the way that what i would call they call them neurotypical I'm not keen on that term, neurotypical, but mm. that's what they class people who, who can go through the system pretty unchallenged. They're able to, to get through schooling with, with a lot more ease. Yeah, and with, they with generally learn through reading and writing. Yeah, but I find that I think there's going to be more people that will see themselves as uh, neurodiverse but people have had to fit into the boxes. So they've adapted. But as I found, as I've written the book and the book's gone out there, that people have read the book, they're seeing it through their children, their grandchildren, and they think, wow, I actually went through all of that. And the umbrella of neurodiversity taps into anxiety, depression, um, it goes, deep into highly sensitive people as a child I always got told oh you're too dramatic you're too much why are you taking it so personally and like too much music too much stimulus clothing I can't wear certain clothing because it's too much yeah oh you're making it up you're acting but I've I think I've had more people unfriend me recently because I am being more myself. Yeah. I'm actually more unfiltered. I'm like, this is it. This is me. <laughs> yeah. And you it's know been what? exhausting because there's the thing called masking. We've had to mask. We've had to act to actually try to be normal, to fit in that, that so-called normal way. And it's very difficult. If you're struggling to sit still in meetings, should be able to walk around, say, listen, I need to just go out, walk around, collect my thoughts. When I'm thinking, my brain's, my, my eyes go up that way, it looks like, oh, Kelly's gone away with the fairies. She's not listening, but I'm not. I'm actually processing it all. And I've got this, yeah. like, high-definition television set going on in my head, which is processing it all in pictures. So there's actually a book called learning in pictures so there are what different ways of learning now that, that they can learn from the pictures I'm an audio learner myself so yeah I, I think my daughter audio. is so what I found through all of the secondary school homework so far is um I am grateful that quite a lot of it is creative so that has been like a massive tick in our house because she's very very creative however there's a couple so science which should be really fun really visual right um the science homework and it's planned out for the full secondary school uh mm. however many years that is like six years or something is it wow, five six yeah. years however long the, the the kids are in secondary school for the science homework is set, right? 
Now, this is the thing. They're working with these textbooks. Now, you open the textbooks. Thankfully, it is it is colourful. There are diagrams in it. So it's a little bit magazine, but more textbook kind of yeah. books. Um, and you get to look at these online. Now, my point and the several emails I then sent afterwards is I am dyslexic. My child is dyslexic. You have many dyslexic and other neurodiversities within your school. And this is the only way to access this science homework is by reading. Within this online platform, there's no audio, there's no videos. This is science, for goodness sake. I mean, I just find it so frustrating and they, they, you know, they, they couldn't really, they couldn't come back with anything apart from, oh, it's very important because by learning these facts and retaining these facts, it will help with the end of year tests and passing the GCSEs. Yeah, I get that. And my child doesn't have any problems retaining information. She's got an amazing yeah. memory. Television head. <laughs> She's got a television, yeah. Yeah. She's got the memory. She calls it her photographic memory. It is, yeah. Yeah. But her photographic memory does not work with um, reading. It's audio or visual or practical learning on the job kind of thing. So you're failing my child instantly and all the other kids yeah. in that school that don't learn through reading. They're missing a trick. They really are missing a trick. Because um, that's why I, when I learned Reiki, it was a perfect course for me because it was hands-on, literally hands-on, because it was watch, um, observe, and then you, you feel, you have it done on you as well. So you, you got, I, I, call a, I do a lot of stuff called kinesthetic learning. So it's the feeling, it's the touch, it's the really encompassing all of it really yeah and and that's what I think with science I I had to do anatomy and physiology as part of my pilates and yoga it's set up the same way yeah it's mainly written and answer I had to actually have um, a tutor physically come to me stand in front of me and say this is like terms of movement which muscle is this because I, I I had to um, try seven times to actually pass in the way that they they was doing it. But I still yeah. didn't pass the way that they'd done it. It was a waste of time. It's a waste of time giving you an extra 10 minutes, an extra 15 minutes, if you're not processing it in the way that it's written down. I got told I don't pick up double negatives. So the way they write it, it's not in um a user-friendly oh, way absolutely not in a reader-friendly way none of them even like the sats or the uh 11 plus or any of those questions right they're crazy i don't even understand what the question is if you write out the sum or the whatever yeah. normally i'm like oh yeah i get that i can do that yes <laughs> i was an nvq assessor training um, care assistants to become um better better carers so 
It was also written in this strange language. I call it the poshed up language to make make people who are creating the courses look good. Yes. But when I relayed the questions to the care assistants like myself, what's that mean? So I'd have to unpick it all, write it in normal language, which I have done with my book. It's in absolutely the language that I speak rather than all this grammar and everything else, which they posh it up to make it seem better. But a lot of people just want something that is just written as you speak. So we don't know why we don't have a language where we can just write as we speak. (laughs) Yeah, most of us aren't scholars and we're not dissing scholars or academics at all. We are just here saying there's more than one way. And when I read your book, that's what I liked because I was reading it and it was, I felt like it was, I was coming in your head. You know, I, I knew what I now, I know what goes on in Kelly's head. I know how Kelly thinks by reading that book. Because it's it's you, it's how you speak. You explain things the way it jumps from one area to another. You know, it's um, you know, it's not a ghostwriter. <laughs> it's you, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And people with ADHD said they can't read a book, and they read my book. They read it. From oh, cover to wow! Cover. How interesting. Yeah, they said they don't normally read a book, but they understood exactly what I was saying. Yeah. I was speaking their language. Because it is a different language. I would yeah. say it's and how we think is a different language. I really struggle to read books. I listen to a lot of audio books. And it took me, it took me a long time to be able to read your book, not because of the content, but because of the um the kind of I want to say block negative energy vibrations that I have within me regarding reading because of the schooling system basically so I've got a lot of um limiting beliefs still within me about reading and books and things like that and like yourself my brain works so quickly but I my reading I'm I'm not a quick reader so my brain goes off elsewhere because I'm not reading quick enough but with your Mm. book I took it on holiday and I started to read it in Italy and then we got kind of busy with this and that and then on the way back we were in France I was like I am finishing this book I said I was going to read a book this holiday I cannot go back to the UK without fully finishing this so I spent all day in the sun by a swimming lake in France and I completed the whole book that day (laughs) (laughs) Was there any surprises in the book? Because you know me quite well. Oh, yes, there was. There was the boxing, Mackenzie's gym, and like the little stories like that were funny. And um, yeah. 
the hotel story, being in a hotel, getting locked out of the, it was just the quirky stories that are dotted throughout, yeah. throughout the book. Yeah, if I call that the scenic route. We go the scenic route. We don't go the normal straight roads. We definitely go to the scenic route to get to where we want to go. <laughs> yeah. And it was also really beautiful to hear um, more about your granddad, who was a real cheerer and a cheerleader and a supporter of you. Well, he didn't see that there was anything wrong with me. He knew, he knew I was different. He could see the challenges. But it was because of probably what he went through because he was a gifted artist and he saw things in a different way as well. And he was pretty blunt and unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's good. I think it's, it's really good when you have somebody cheering, cheering you on you know, ripping down the labels, you don't need those, we're all different. Um, and although I have, you know, gone through and I am still going through the stresses of getting diagnosis in the, the X, Y and Z for my daughter, um, it's not about a label. It's about getting the correct support within the schooling system. Now, sometimes when I've said things like that on um, social media platforms, get a lot of comments, take her out of school, homeschool, blah, blah, blah. It's no. best. <laughs> but not not all of us want to do that. No. <laughs> Um, I, I would really love if school was only a four-day week and then we, me, me and my girl, did something together on the Friday, uh, yeah. learning-wise, like foresty school. We love that. And then do all the adventure stuff we normally do on the weekend. But it's not for all of us. No, like my son, he loves baking and making things so we do a lot of baking so he's going to be the next one writing a book so that's going to be on a how to use an air fryer as a child and what to cook and easy things to cook because I'm a busy single mum so he's starting to help me now with the cooking so if he wants to come in and he needs something to eat he knows how to use the air fryer whereas being only 11 I didn't want him using the gas yep so this is nice and safe for him to use it and it's given him his independence and confidence. Yeah, definitely. I'm um I will say I think a lot of uh maybe it's 50-50. I don't know. A lot of neurodiverse people I think are become more independent because we're very practical. Um yeah. but you know that can be 50-50. I don't know. What, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, well, one of the um, one of the reviews on my my book was saying how much common sense I spoke, and I said common sense is not that common anymore. So yeah. all the things like when we've worked together, all the solutions that we come up with, they're actually really simple to do solutions, but people overcomplicate a lot of stuff. So any, any of my meditations that I do, I really simplify it 
so that you don't have to get your yoga mat out. You don't have to change your clothes. You can just sit on the toilet if you want and just have that five minutes quiet time. I don't know how many times you've been at work and you think, I just need to just sort my head out a minute. So just sit sitting in the toilet and just doing some quick breathing sessions. Rather yeah. than think, oh, I've got to go to the gym. I've got to pack my stuff. I've got to be there for an hour. You know, that's a lot. That's too much for a lot of people in a busy day. So it's just... It is, and I remember. I remember when I worked in IT, and I yeah. was up in this, um, doing the IT in this massive legal office, legal firm up in the city, and oh, I remember being stressed. I think it was more my personal life that was ra- rather than work life. But I remember going off to the toilet, doing emotional freedom technique, sitting, doing a bit yeah. of meditation. <laughs> 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 but um yeah listen tell us a little bit um oh no this one tell us a little bit about how we can work with you and what that would look like right now if you was to work with me I'm doing a mixture of online and offline so I've been working with Jane all through lockdown Um, because things kept changing so at that point online was was everything so I I'd actually created something called the stretch zone mind gym before lockdown had happened and that is really to show a lot of the strategies that I have learned for the burnout the burnout recovery of how you can actually stay well and stay sane so it's the simple meditation techniques I have like a four-week program where the first week I might do some back care, Pilates. Tonight I'm going to do maybe the period and prostrate program, like it's a little yoga structure that you can do, that's legs up on the chair. Everything I use is things that you've got in your house already, like a yeah. chair, a cushion. You can do it on your sofa. You can do it on your bed. Um, I'll do something what I call stretch and sleep. That is restorative yoga. Why I called it stretch and sleep? Because a lot of people don't know what restorative yoga is, but they all know what stretching is and they all know how to sleep. (laughs) True. It's simplifying everything. And then the final week, I'll do something on mindset or Reiki, meditation, letting go. I work with the cycle. I work with the moon. I adapt everything to you. And the offline, I'm actually starting to do a lot more retreat days. So it's um, doing something a little bit special. So I've got yin yang by candlelight, which I'm doing for Christmas. And then I have a social. So I've always had the social stuff going on, like tea and chat groups. Uh, We have walking groups, Reiki shares. So everything has always been about grassroots and the community. Because being a single parent, it's important to actually get out there with everybody. Jane mm. also does a similar thing. So we've always liked connecting with the community. And I think that's what a lot of neurodiverse people are really good at, is seeing what's missing. So in, in lockdown, lots of people was lonely and isolated. So we was looking at how we could actually help people come together. And that's kind of how I got in the book. I was doing my little my little stories online. I was doing chair exercises online. And then I got noticed by 
um, company called Mama Tribe. So I was teaching to 23K online at one stage, got spotted. Then I got into the book and it, it's just, you never know who's watching. Life just, you don't know where you're going to go. Still going the scenic route <laughs> and having a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, that's the key. Um, so there's lots and lots of ways to connect and work with Kelly, whether it's in person at classes and retreats and workshops, or whether it's online at the stretch zone. I'm sure um there is some meditation tips in there as well and a short yoga yoga session yeah and you can get unfiltered on amazon and also directly through you am i correct that's right signed by me you get a little personal note in there as well yes um so do you have uh, an offer for our audience i definitely do if um anybody would like to to message me I do a couple with Kel and that's where I can really decide which which areas you can benefit from so I offer a free month in the stretch zone where you're you're able to try out the services and if you like it then you stay and that's $27.99 a month so for the price of a cup of tea and a cake because that's how much it is now yeah (laughs) You go for a cup of tea and a cake now, it's about £7, isn't it? So you're getting that every week, but you've got loads of tips of how you can actually buy back your time. So all what I do is about buying back your time so you've got more time for the pleasure stuff. Yeah, and, if that's and you've got a catalogue, a back catalogue of videos that they can watch as well. So they don't just have one video a month it's just a new video a week but then you've got the back the back catalog as well that you can um connect with and watch on demand like netflix <laughs> yes yeah. okay so all of the details for how to get in contact with kelly how to claim the offer are going to be above below this um show you can connect with kelly if you search for kelly chester the stretch zone she will come up um so you can find kelly on all of the socials and if you want to tap in www.thestretchzonemindgym.co.uk you will also be taken to her beautiful website which yours truly helped to create and myself and jane we created offline leaflets as well and kelly is showing some gorgeous offline leaflets that we also created together getting her branding um congruent across the platforms because that's super important and we wanted a really highlight in the um kind of pictures that kelly uses is that she works with all sorts of people and I think we got that across 
Yeah, but ev- not every it's not suitable for everybody. Can I just explain that very briefly? Yeah, yeah do please. In in lockdown, um, because I already had an established online platform for people to come to, there was lots of people wanting to join the stretch zone, and I had to say no to a lot of people because it isn't suitable for everybody. It's not your leaping about yoga or Pilates. This is a very very calming space it's for mainly for carers people with chronic conditions so it wasn't if you was going to um joe wicks it wasn't that kind of style at all it's very niche it's very specialized so i have a chat with you to see if it will be something that would benefit you yeah and i think your branding really shows that calmness um the calmness that you are creating in your space online, but also in the local community as well. Yeah, yin yang by candlelight. <laughs> yes. Okay, then. Thank you so much, Kelly, for um, spending your time with us for um, explaining a little bit more about neurodiversities. Um, and taking us through your gorgeous book, Unfiltered. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for having me. and hope to see some of you in the stretch zone. Stay sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Hello, Jane here. Thank you so much um, for listening to that beautiful interview with Kelly Chester. Um, We're going to take you through the Minditation session now. Um, So I'm going to be holding space and we are going to be using breath work to take away anxiety. Hello, it's Jane and I'm going to be taking you through um, a meditation, helping you breathe away anxious thoughts. So just take a minute to get comfortable and bring kind awareness um, to why you've chosen this topic and how your body feels, how it reacts to the words anxious breathing away anxious thoughts and also what kind of emotions um, do you so associate with these visceral feelings 
are there any positive or negative stories running in the background? Okay, so welcome to this meditation to relieve depression and anxious thoughts. Please make sure you're in a comfortable position and you will not be disturbed for the duration of this session. Bring your focus to your breath and really pay attention to how your lungs expand and contract when you inhale and exhale. Let your breath flow however it wants to right now. Notice your jaw and if it feels like there's tension there, just notice it. Don't try to change anything. Now breathe into the sensations in your jaw. And as you exhale, allow it to release a little. Inhale again. And imagine that you are breathing in new life. And when you exhale, let all fear completely fade. Take another breath in and when you exhale, feel yourself let go of any worries. Notice how relaxed you are becoming right now. Let another breath come in naturally, imagining a bright future. And as you let it go, notice how depression eases and fades. gentle wave of relaxation sweeps over you as you breathe in and out. Allow your breath to flow naturally now. Let yourself feel calm and peaceful. You deserve this wonderful feeling 
of serenity. You are now open to receiving new thoughts and you open up even more with each breath you take to new fresh energy. Notice how new ideas begin to present themselves to you. Bring up feelings of abundance as if you have so much that your cup pours over for others to enjoy the abundance you have created. Imagine that you are energized and have a zest for life. Even if it doesn't feel true to your present self, imagine it vividly with as much detail as you can. See yourself full of energy and optimism. You can imagine it as if you are watching a movie of yourself, if that helps. I invite you to see the colours brightly, to feel the energy within you and to watch yourself full of ambition, taking steps towards achievement. Stay with your breath and allow your intentions to remain positive. Even if you don't feel positive at this moment, you can imagine what being joyful is like. So breathe into this joy that you are creating and notice how you are consciously shifting any depression or anxious thoughts right now. And shifting them into peaceful feelings instead. Just by following your breath. Breathe deeply 
and let your exhale completely relax you. Any thoughts that previously held you back become smaller and smaller. Watch negative thoughts diminish little by little. As if you are riding away in a car and these negative thoughts are sitting along the roadside, shrinking in the distance as you ride away with ease. As you see them go, you are freed from their grip. If you have any more negative thoughts rise, drop them off on the side of the road by any creative means that arise and ride away watching them grow smaller until they are consumed by the horizon. Allow yourself a few moments to simply be. Notice and feel changes from this moment right now and the difference between how you felt before this meditation. Your new thoughts find a new home within your inner being. Return your focus to your breath for a few moments. In your own time, Whenever you are ready, slowly open your eyes, coming back into your space, feeling your physical body. Well done and commend yourself for taking these steps towards a better life. Accept this wonderful change to your new life. 
and take as much time as you'd like to just be grateful for where you're at right now and for the changes that you are able to create within. And thank you so much for joining us on that meditation, which is my coined phrase for a mindful meditation. I have recently uh, published my meditation notebook. Pop it up on screen for a moment. Um. And basically, this book And with that said, I'm going to bid you all farewell and I look forward to coming back to you all on our next interview. Have the most magical day and thank you for tuning in to Stay Sane with Jane. Stay Sane with Jane. The show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds. Bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane.